You are listening to the Life Reconstructed Podcast with me, Teresa Amaral Beshwaite, grief expert, best-selling author, and widow. I'm so glad you're here because in this and every episode, I shine a light on the widowed way forward. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode. I recently sat down with my friend, fellow coach and widow, Pamela Hamilton, to discuss how to navigate the December holidays as a grieving family. This is part of our Grieving Families series. Pam coaches adults grieving the loss of a parent, and in this episode, she offers practical tips to help everyone approach the holiday season. Hello and welcome. Welcome back, Coach Pamela, for this bonus episode of the Life Reconstructed podcast. We are talking about grieving as a family as we look at the December holidays. Coach Pam, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I appreciate you inviting me. This is such an important thing to to look at and think about before we get there. Holidays, yes. as we all know, are so difficult. But if we can change that just a little bit so they're more manageable, then that's what we want to do to help people, to help families. Yes. And aren't there so many assumptions made, which may be correct, but also maybe incorrect, where it's it's really the breakdown in communication, it seems like adult children make some assumptions about how mom or dad are grieving and vice versa. I think that's absolutely accurate. And we want to fix it. Mom and yeah. or dad want to fix it for their sons and daughters. And after loss, then sons and daughters certainly want to fix it for themselves. I think it's really important to make room for tears. Oh, yes. And tears are okay. Yes. Likely that there'll be tears because you're missing your person. Person that was absolutely central to the family. We made it through Thanksgiving. So it's helpful, I think, to reflect on Thanksgiving and see what went well and what you would like to do differently. I know for myself, I really enjoyed Thanksgiving Day, and I forgot to allow for the next day or two when I felt the feelings of loss. And so that took me a little bit by surprise, actually. But I certainly had a couple of days following Thanksgiving that, that I wasn't prepared for. So I learned from that, and I know I will do Christmas a little differently. Yes, we can we can have a proactive plan for a crash. And if there's no crash after the holiday, then great. Absolutely. So we have the holidays coming up, the big ones. I think they're more complicated. They involve a lot more. There's a lot more decisions to make. There's thinking about gifts. How are we going to do gifts? What are we going to get? Who are we going to buy for? Food. What meals are we going to have? Decorations. Are we putting up decorations? What kind of decorations? Are we traveling? Are we going somewhere? Are they coming to us financially? How does that affect me? Can I afford it? What can I afford? Where are we getting together? How about our traditions? Are we following our traditions? Are we changing those traditions? I think there's so many decisions that can just put us in overwhelm. It's stressful when you're not grieving, but yes. when you are grieving, that adds to it. 
Yes, so true. And then we add into the mix the shoulds and the oughts. Sometimes they come from other people like, aren't you okay now? Or shouldn't you be over it? Not helpful. But we also put those on ourselves. We should ourselves and ought ourselves. I ought to go to my children's. I should be able to go shopping. I should be able to make the traditional dishes. Adult children, I think, assume that they should carry on without missing a beat. Because Mm -hmm. remember, their grief is disenfranchised. Their grief is little recognized. And I think that doesn't help them to recognize their own grief. So no, 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 shoulds and oughts just pile on the pressure and cause suffering. And shoulds and oughts actually equal people-pleasing. We need to resign from people-pleasing and take those shoulds and oughts off the table. We can't afford them because they add to the, not the sadness, but they add to the suffering. And you talk a lot about the difference between pain and suffering. Yes. So the the pain is that which comes with the loss, whether the the loss that the adult children are feeling or the loss that the widowed spouse is feeling. It, that's the, Those are the feelings that come with the territory and are required, really, in, in many ways. The suffering is, to your point, Coach Pam, the shoulds, the oughts, it's the extra, it's the salt that we manufacture in our brains that then we pour into the wound. And that part is optional. The wound is the wound. The salt is optional and shoulds and oughts. And and some of what I think you're talking about too, is expecting our former selves to be present for this holiday season, whether the widowed person or the adult children. And the truth is we aren't our former selves. So while other people may think we should be over it, we may be thinking, our former self is going to reemerge here at some point, and then we can navigate the holidays the way we used to. And that just simply isn't true. Absolutely correct. So that means we need to have a different approach. We need to think differently about the holidays, and we need to give ourselves and our adult children permission to be where we are. I think it's helpful to break it all down into small decisions. And as you say, except we're not the same. No one's the same in this. We have all gone through a tremendous loss, like nothing we've ever experienced in our lives. And we need to remember that. So we're not putting all these expectations on ourselves. This person that was our person, central to our lives in different ways, but still central, is missing. What I like to do is check in with myself, and I have an acronym. It's HALT. And it reminds me to stop and check in with myself. The H stands for be honest. Am I being honest with myself about what I want, what I can do? The A is awareness. Think about where you are, what you're thinking and feeling. Be aware of that. And I'll, and with that comes the L, limitations. What are my limitations? What can I do and what can't I do? 
and T is time. It takes what it takes, and that's different for everyone. So I found that quite helpful. Hopefully others will too. So check in with yourself before you say yes to anything. We're used to just being able to answer off the cuff when people say, oh, let's go do this. So how about that? Or come to our house. We have a party every year. I think in our situation, we don't want to answer off the cuff. And just because someone asks us a question doesn't mean we have to answer it. We want to be deliberate and intentional about what we say yes to. And so we need to take our time to think that through and see where we are. See if we have the bandwidth. We have to check our bandwidth. So when someone asks us a question, asks us to spend time with them, or whatever the questions are, then I think it's helpful to say, I'll let you know. I'll let you know tomorrow. You can put a time frame on it. That's helpful for them. I have to check. You can say, I have to check. What you are doing is checking with yourself, but you don't have to say mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, it's such a such a great commitment. And maybe we can all make that commitment right now that we will not respond immediately to any question or invitation. And we then will halt. Say the, say the acronym again for HALT. HALT. H is for honesty. Be honest with yourself. A is awareness. Be aware of what you're thinking and feeling. L is limitations. What are my limitations in this moment? What can I do? What can't I do? What's too much? And T is time. It takes what it takes. It's such a great acronym, I think, to remind ourselves that we are learning ourselves. And grieving is learning. It's learning this version of ourselves. It's learning how we interact with the world. And HALT is just such a beautiful way to remember it. And I think um, also it's important to remember that this is now. This is how it is now, not next year. We don't know about next year. We don't know where we'll be, who will be next year. This is just now. And just for now. And and notice if your brain is trying to put the permanent stamp on it, be on to yourself because brains will do this, that you'll have these limitations forever. No, it's just for now. Brains will tell us all kinds of things. They like to keep us in the cave, don't they? They want to keep us safe, but gosh, um, their idea of safe and the reality, not always the same thing. Yes. The primitive brain that is absolutely. That's its own number one job. Keep it safe. Keep it simple. Take the easy way Mm -hmm. and be efficient. Mm -hmm. So stay home and eat ice cream would be the brain's brain's solution. So keep it simple is helpful. And that requires some communication and conversation with your family. My family invite me every year to go for Christmas. And I haven't been able to do that. I'm hoping that I will one day, maybe next year. But it means the world to me that they ask me every year and that they want me to be a part of the family celebrations. I'm so grateful for that. But 
knowing that they think about me every year and would like me to be with them makes me feel loved and connected. That's a lesson for all of us. There's so many people I talk to that say yes to everything for fear that they won't be invited if they say no. And I think there's a middle ground here. We can say, I'm so grateful to be invited. I can't do it this year, but please invite me again. And and maybe that is a middle ground where you don't feel so pressured to attend everything. You don't have to attend everything, but let people know that you would love to be thought of again in the future. And you don't feel quite so isolated because you've had that invitation and you know you're part of the family. Communication is so important. You bring that up. But I think that has to be simplified. What do you usually do? Hmm. Is that going to work this year? Do you have the bandwidth for that? Or do you need to do something different? Probably need to do something different. And what are your adult children thinking? What do they want to do? So it's important to check in with them in a very simple way, I think. Ask them what they're thinking about Christmas. And if it's too difficult to have an actual conversation, we have lots of other ways now. These days we can text, we can email. I think it's helpful to stick with brevity, to keep it succinct. Again, because as you were talking about brains, brains get on overload really easily, especially at Christmas time. So keep it simple. What are your thoughts? Here's what I can manage. This is what I can do. I know it's going to be difficult this year for you and for me, but we can do this. And we can learn as a family from, if you're in the US, Thanksgiving was just very recently, that some of that communication can be collaborating and debriefing from the Thanksgiving holiday as a family, what worked well for you what would you do differently and then apply that to the December holidays? Yeah, that's a really good, good plan. Good idea. People do a lot of different things after loss, I think, at holiday time. I know you've talked about some of some of those things. Helping at a soup kitchen is one way. Doing nothing, staying home, watching movies. It's an option too. Think about what is going to work for you this year Mm -hmm. and make an arrangement, but also be open to changing that. Because if it gets to Christmas and you really can't do it, be okay with that. It's an outline. It's a draft. And if you can't follow through with that, give yourself permission not to and give your sons and daughters the same permission. So your choices may change. Being deliberate and intentional about it may change on the way to Christmas time, holiday time, whatever you're celebrating or getting through is really often how we we manage it. Just have to get through this to the to the other side of it. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes our only plan is to draw the next breath. And that's okay. If that's where you are and you you feel overwhelmed and that you can't do it, the next thing to do is draw the next breath. Just one small step at a time. And 
we talk in coaching, we talk a lot about our future selves. And at this time of year, future self might be the end of the day, might be a couple of hours from now. I want to look back and see, yes, I made it through the day. Also, there's the option of this Christmas may not be too hard. It may be okay. It may be like I was at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day was great. But be aware of the days after. And as you were talking about, have a plan in place. Be aware. Yes. It's Um, okay if you're not okay and you feel a wide range of difficult feelings. It's also okay if you find that you are okay. Let's not make that mean anything more than it does at face value. It's okay to be okay. Yeah, it certainly is. And we talk a lot about 50-50, about things are 50-50. We don't know how that 50-50 is going to balance out. Meaning that we humans have a mix of comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. That's just the normal human experience, not really referencing grief. And then now add grief and but there's still probably going to be some mix it may not be 50-50 exactly but there's going to be a mix of comfortable and uncomfortable emotions and if we can expect that then we stop making it wrong that we feel difficult emotions let's sit let's set that down immediately and just say my you know holiday experience is going to be a mix of comfortable and uncomfortable emotions because i'm human and i'm missing my person and that's okay Absolutely. Our thoughts can also influence that. So how we're thinking about the upcoming holidays. If we stay in thoughts that we're dreading it, it's going to be awful, then we feel distraught. We feel really sad. So being onto our brains, as we've been talking about, and what our thoughts are can help us because we can have thoughts that are more helpful to us. I maybe a thought, a good thought is I will get through this. It's just one day. It's just one day. I will get through this. I know I'm loved. I will get through this. That won't make it so we don't miss our person, that we that we aren't sad and feel it deeply. But those thoughts will make the pathway more smooth to go through, I think, than the, this is awful, I'm dreading it, who invented Christmas, This all the all the things we might say. Many weeks of dread is, is a reality for so many people, myself included in the early years. And it is, it is optional. It's coming from our thoughts. It's a bit like flinching and anticipation of getting a shot. And it, and it doesn't have to be with these in, intentional thoughts that we're mentioning. It's one day I can do this. I will also offer the thought I've done harder than this day will be because widowed people and grieving adult children, probably you have done harder than this, this December holiday will be for you. That's actually helpful to think about when you remind yourself that, oh, yes, I have done harder. This is one day. Losing my person was the hardest day. And all the things that have to be done following that, they were really hard. This is one day. This is Christmas. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's painful. But I can do this. Well said. So, uh, takeaways. Planning for Christmas now. 
but being flexible as we go through the days. Make your plans, but if your bandwidth changes, adjust those plans accordingly. Communicate. Check in with your family. Make short statements about where you are and ask them where they are, what thoughts they have, what they would like to do, and give them permission to be where they are and to make changes if their bandwidth changes. Stay away from the shoulds and oughts and people-pleasing. Really what we're doing is integrating. We're integrating our person. We're reconstructing our lives and we're figuring that out, which is actually the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell, the great mythologist, said, we have to give up the life we planned for the one that's waiting for us. For us in grief, it's not the one we wanted to be waiting for us. However, there is life waiting for us, different life. And we don't have to give up our person. I think that's the, that's the myth. Yes, our person comes with us. Yes. And remains always in our hearts and minds. And can be a real part of your December holidays in the way that you and your family choose and the way that feels right to you this year. Allow the whole thing to be an experiment because no matter what year you are, you're all beginners, right? I've never done year 12, for example, and maybe this year 12 of the December holidays, I'm going to integrate my late husband in a different way, right? So we're all beginners each year. I think you actually have a tree this year, don't you? I do indeed. I have a tree and it has a picture. It has my late husband's ornaments. And so in that sense, I have included him and I will find other ways to include him in this holiday season. Nice. Well, my first you. year with the tree. It's a, it's a lesson. You yeah. know, I haven't had a tree in 11 years and I liked, I knew and liked my reasons and it was unapologetically my decision to not have a tree. The world didn't end when you didn't have a tree, did it? It did not. Or, the world um, continued on. I didn't miss a beat. <laughs> I, I said to myself, that sounds like a hard thing. And I've done a lot of hard things. And I'm not going to do that hard thing. And if that's what you choose for yourself, choose it unapologetically until you decide that you want to make a new decision. It's all fine. So what you're saying is choose your heart. Mm -hmm. Choose your heart yes. and like your reasons. Yes. And sometimes and the there reason are so is so many hards. So many Sorry. hards. Sometimes yeah. the reason is I don't want to do this. Yes. I don't have the energy or the bandwidth or the desire to do this. So I'm not going to do it. Period. End of sentence. Yes, exactly. So you do this holiday season your way and learn yourself. Grieving is learning. Allow your adult children to do things their way and learn themselves. Grieving is learning for them too. Absolutely. We'll be thinking about you. Yes, indeed. Take care. Take care. If you found this podcast helpful, I invite you to join Life Reconstructed, my coaching program exclusively for widowed people. It will help you step forward toward a life you will love again. Simply go to thesuddenwidowcoach.com and click work with me.